everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I am joined as always by Tim. Hello. <laughs> Such an enthusiastic mm. hello from Tim. This I'm trying to a... think of like a right hand of God pun or something. I don't oh. know. <laughs> mm. Well, this is the horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies here. We get together, you know, mm-hmm. we watch the movie, mm-hmm. we discuss it. It's really that mm-hmm. simple. It's not it's not rocket yeah. science. Yeah. Uh which is why Tim passed the test <laughs> to yeah. get on it. <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this episode, we are going to be talking about Frailty from 2001, which is notably directed by Bill Paxton, who's also in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, obviously, he's mm-hmm. an actor, typically, but he directed this one. Matthew McConaughey's already in there, uh, in there as well. And we also have Powers Booth in here, uh, who's uh, also passed away, actually. He passed away a few years ago as well. So, mm-hmm. we, we have... Uh, a bit of a bit of a cast here. Uh, this is a, a film which I, I've heard many people call this like kind of like a, a borderline prequel to Supernatural in a lot of ways. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you've seen if you've seen some seasons of Supernatural, you'll know why people make that joke in that comparison. But uh, you can definitely see it. And it's funny as you say some seasons because like, yeah, it, it, even if someone just watched like five or six seasons, you could say that's still like some seasons of supernatural yes yeah well that's what i watched i watched six seasons of supernatural yeah <laughs> and there's nine more if i ever feel the need to go back and watch the rest uh, i mean my you know the in, in with quarantine i don't know like <laughs> the the need to just kind of like view all the stuff you never got around to doing it's uh supernatural is always kind of begging there <laughs> begging me there have you ever watched any of it Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm about the same as you. Yeah, like okay. I watched six, maybe seven seasons, you know, uh, like pretty much like most people, you know, you watch up until uh, the point where it ends, like, you know, where it's like, okay, this is where it should end. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes for like nine, ten more seasons or whatever. So. <laughs> yes, my, my, my joke with that is that, you know, I mean, technically, I don't know if it actually was the CW. It may have actually still technically been mm-hmm. WB when it started, but. You know, the the actors start off as CW hunks, and then by the time the show ends, they're both in their 40s, <laughs> because this, the show went on that long. Uh, so, I, yeah. I always do get, like, interested, though, because it seems like every year they always have, like, some crazy, like, episode thing where they'll be like, oh, like, you know, hey, they're doing, like, an animated episode or something, or, like, mm. a, you know, like, a oh, uh, a crossover episode, and I was like, mm, that doesn't sound kind of interesting, but then, yeah, the idea of being like, but then do I really need to... You know, go back and watch like the, you know, uh, twelve seasons that I missed or whatever. Like I don't know. Uh, it was. A, I mean, there's a lot of standalone episodes, so it's probably the sort of thing where if you do stick with it, there's probably a lot sure. of pretty fun individual episodes sprinkled throughout. It's just a case of do you care enough to bother mm-hmm. doing it? But yeah. hey, we're here to talk about frailty though. Uh, so we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle, and we'll get into it. The premise of this is that Powers Booth plays this FBI agent who comes into the office, he's called in late one night because a man has come in, played by Matthew McConaughey, who claims to know who the, a serial killer is, a serial killer, the god hand killer, they call him in the press, and explains that he thinks his brother is the, the killer, and this leads to him telling the FBI agent of his past, his childhood past, with his brother and their father, who in the flashbacks in 1979 is played by Bill Paxton. And sort of, so we get these two young young boys with their father, and it's essentially a story of, you know, Bill Paxton seems to be this kind dad, this, uh, this uh, you know, single dad who the, the mother died during the childbirth of the, young, the younger son, mm-hmm. but he seems to be a working dad who does the best he can for his kids. 
But then all of a sudden, one night, claims that he got a vision from God and was told that he is a demon killer and that him and his boys are going to have to hunt down demons and kill them. And of course, Matthew McConaughey is like, yeah, as a kid, I was like, yeah, my dad's went nuts. But the younger brother, of course, mm-hmm. is like, yeah, dad, I believe you. We're superheroes. We kill demons. We, we, we mm-hmm. destroy demons, you know? Uh, so it's kind of a story where it's like, okay, his dad was basically becoming a serial killer and trying to indu- induct both of his sons into helping him kill people. So... That is the gist of frailty. Uh, there are mm-hmm. obviously more things to the story that I can't reveal. There's those twists and turns and uh, you know stuff mm-hmm. that is unveiled as the as the movie goes on. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little bit later. So, Tim, first yeah. of all, have you seen this before? Was this a first time watch for you? Uh, I have seen it before, but I mean, it's been forever. Like I, like, I didn't see it in theaters, but I probably saw it like you know around the time when it came out on video. So. Mm-hmm. you know probably like early 2000s ish um so i uh i i wouldn't say like <clears throat> i had a uh like a, a crystal clear memory of it like i i remembered some beats and like kind of like the some stuff from the ending but um yeah it, it still felt like pretty fresh um when i was watching it and um i i feel like this is like one of those uh like hey you know what kind of movies where it's like I, I feel like not a ton of people talk about it but every now and again i will hear someone say like hey you know what movie's actually pretty good and they'll be like you know frailty and they'll be like and then yeah whenever someone says that people go oh yeah like <laughs> i forgot but no that, that is like a pretty good movie and that so that was kind of like the memory i i had of it was like a uh yeah like maybe not a movie people talk about all the time but when it is brought up people are kind of like oh yeah yeah no that that is pretty good so um so i actually uh yeah i was pretty uh excited to watch it and um yeah no it, it definitely like lived up to uh yeah i, I guess it's maybe a bit of a like a cult rep- reputation I, I don't know, I feel like people like it but uh, I, I don't know i thought it was a pretty uh solid movie yeah i i'd seen it before as well but it'd been like you such a long time that i, I bizarrely i kind of like I could remember how how much if it was good or not. Basically, like I, yeah. <laughs> like it's been so long that I wasn't really trusting my opinion of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember all the plot beats, but there was one specific little twist that happens at one point that I did remember. Mm. So it was kind of weird watching it with just having that one bit of knowledge. Which admittedly, I was second guessing myself throughout the movie. Like, did I remember that right? Is that really where it's I, going? Kind of thing. The, yeah, there's there's one thing that I remembered. But then I like second guessed myself because of something that happens in the movie. I was like, okay, so maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But then it turned out I remembered it right. Yeah. So no, and I, you know, watching it again, I also think it actually holds up fairly well. And I was surprised that because because ultimately, you know, this story about these two kids and this this the older brother basically being because the, the younger kid's like young enough that he's just kind of going along with whatever his dad says and believes that he's having these visions from God. But the older kid who's you know maybe about. 12 or whatever is like no i think dad's going crazy i think he's actually yeah. <laughs> turning into a serial killer and we really have to do something about it and mm-hmm. i think bill paxton who obviously <coughs> plays the dad and directs the movie uh his directorial skills which obviously are kind of the the weird unknown element here are pretty solid mm-hmm. it feels like a really yeah. you know there's, there's a, it's not like superly stylish in a lot of ways but it mm-hmm. feels like a movie uh, and that sounds like a weird thing but there's so many movies today that are vod that are shot in really sort of simple digital style that 
I actually really respected just how much of a sort of normal early 2000s movie this felt like in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, <laughs> I, but I there, what you mean, yeah. But there's a couple of flourishes here or there of like a stylistic <laughs> moment. There's a great moment where he's in silhouette at one point, which I thought actually had a lot of weight to it because of what, this, mm-hmm. what was happening in the scene at the time. So there is yeah. nice little touches uh, here or there. <clears throat> but uh, I actually think the casting of himself <laughs> as the dad mm-hmm. is kind of perfect. I think Bill Paxton has this kind of likable quality mm-hmm. to him that when he is sitting mm-hmm. down and saying i got a vision from god's son and it's really important that we hunt these demons you know mm-hmm. people are getting hurt because of these demons and we have to go after them and you may not believe me yet uh uh, uh fenton but it's the truth mm-hmm. and he delivers these lines with such a sort of calm mm-hmm. like i don't know embrace that mm-hmm. he's kind of the perfect guy to really sort of make us go okay he's definitely going crazy but like, mm. I get why the younger son believes him, and I get why, mm. like, just, he has the right qualities to really sell this, I think. Oh, no, yeah, totally. He's, uh, yeah, he he's so, like, matter-of-fact about everything. Like, there's never any point where, like, you know, because most people you would kind of, like, say, like, try to reason with them, but, like, well, how do you know this? And it's just, you know, th- there's never any, like, wavering on, on his part, which is kind of scary. And also, I, I feel like kind of, you know, maybe like a little relevant today because I feel like, you know, there's so many people that you see like, we'll just read something online and then take it for yeah. the gospel truth and then, you know, like never second guess like anything. And um, yeah, no, that it's a, he, he's really well on it. And like, uh, it, you know, like you said, uh, you know, he, he's directing and stuff and, you know, it, it could seem like a vanity thing. Like he's just putting them in the, the movie he's directing, but he's like, not like the, like he's not really like the main focus like it's it's all told from the kid's point of view and it, like i feel like um you know y- you don't see him like a ton in the movie which yeah you know, i guess makes his scenes like even more impactful when yeah, I don't you, know, know, you, I, you do see I, I may argue that he actually has the most screen time out of any of the adults uh and he's a very important adults, character sure. uh yeah i mean you see the kids more for sure yeah i mean yeah i mean that's, that's that, i won't argue that the kids definitely get the most screen time <laughs> i i think uh it's weird because obviously he's an actor first, right? People know him as an actor, mm-hmm. so I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's kind of weird. Like it, it's this different when it's something like I don't know, Tommy Wiseau or someone put himself <laughs> in the movie, where it's like yeah. okay, like but it's kind of. I think it's a little bit different when it's an actor who's an established actor who's acted in like dozens, if not you know, hundreds of movies, and mm-hmm. then becoming a director and putting himself in the movie. It's like well, he can get parts. It's not like he's struggling to get True. parts. <laughs> so uh, here's here's the weird comparison is. See when he's like sort of well, not lying because he's not lying. He believes what he's mm-hmm. saying. But see when he's like saying stuff to his kids and he's talking about like how important all this stuff is. Do you know what it actually reminds me of in terms of his past performances? It reminds me so, of his character in True Lies when he's trying to convince Jamie Curtis he's a secret agent. Like there's something about the way he delivers these lines that reminds me of that. Like out of all the Bill Paxton roles I could think of, because it's, it's not like it's making me think of his character in Near Dark where he's like ah finger looking good or whatever that. <laughs> You know, yeah. he's not being sleazy, charming Bill Paxton here. He's being kind of like, no, I've got a mission, son, and we have to, we have to achieve this, son. Mm-hmm. Or you know, this is important. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I've never uh, seen True Lies. <gasps> <laughs> but it's so true, and it's full of lies at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Unfortunately, I, I've said I can- before, I have like, I have no. Uh, I mean, I'm not much of an action guy and even more so i really really don't like uh like anything dealing with spies uh I, like spy genre stuff never really 
interested me at all. And and I know like this isn't like a typical like you know James Bond kind of movie or, or something, but uh, I don't know. There's something about that just never really interests me. It, it makes fun of some of those tropes. But come on, yes, Laurie Strode in in the Terminator and yeah. Tom Arnold for some reason, <laughs> and a young Eliza Dushku. Yeah, maybe someday <laughs> i never got it i mean honestly like i uh you know like um like a lot of nerds and stuff yeah you know like i uh you know I, I do love bill paxton but i don't know if i've seen a ton of stuff he's in like obviously near dark obviously aliens um uh terminator. he was in yeah terminator too yeah terminator like like those like those big ones but i don't know i can't really and, and obviously like those are all great performances so you know he he definitely stands out but i can't really think of like much else i've, I've seen him in uh apollo 13 see that uh no never seen that we see apollo 13 okay mm-hmm. we can keep going here hold on, hold, on, hold on he's got he's got a really small role in commando i watched commando again recently and was shocked that he's got like a cameo in that mm. uh, i don't think i've seen that and uh, if, if i do i don't remember a fun movie we may do at some point is called the vagrant i really like that little movie uh He's a guy who becomes obsessed that there's a homeless guy living across the road who won't leave him alone. It's, 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 okay. maybe, it's kind of like a paranoid comedy, I suppose, but it's, it's definitely okay. got horror in there. Um, I feel uh, like I've heard the title, but I don't think I've seen that. Uh, Predator 2. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I obviously have seen Predator 2. I can't really even think of who he plays in it, but... Ah, he's, yeah, he's in there. He's... He's, okay. the, he's, he's the only man living, or well, not living, unfortunately. Uh, the rest of peace, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's the only he's the only actor who has been killed on screen by a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. I mean, that is <laughs> that is cred for you right there. Uh, is it Titanic? <laughs> I'm sure you've seen Titanic, right? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I mean, I I guess like these movies that he's in, though, like I can't really like picture him like in it. Like, I don't know, I don't know who he played in Titanic, like a waiter or something, like. <laughs> Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see Edge of Tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, he was in a bunch of episodes of Agents of Shield in season one. So that was a thing. Uh, mm. That's a lot of Bill Paxton. Bill's yeah. Paxton's a great. I, he's a, one yeah, of the greats. I'm, no, I, I mean, I, I absolutely love him. I just, yeah, haven't. <laughs> can't really uh, usually think of like too much I've seen him in. But uh, I mean, again, though, like you know, those first couple of movies, uh, yeah, that we mentioned though, those are like all timers. Like so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the point we were making before I was ripping you apart for not seeing True Lies? Oh, well, you were just saying he reminds you of his character from that. That's right. Yes. Because uh, he's kind of a sleazy like car salesman in that <laughs> movie, but he likes to convince women he's a secret agent to try and get laid. Um, uh, and fun. yeah, p- part of him like saying like all this important stuff is it's actually the, the <laughs> most I could. It, it's the most Bill <laughs> Paxton sort of role that this reminded me of in bizarre way um except and here of course he believes it <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't think you really mentioned it yet but this is like takes place in texas so there's like a very like kind of like country like kind of rural feel mm-hmm. to it which i i really like yeah yeah uh so no it's an interesting set and it's an interesting like perceptive where you know mm-hmm. like he he just comes home with like a, a tied up woman at one point because uh, mm-hmm. everything he says because he says is like oh, okay so god's going to soon give us like the, the the three magical weapons that we'll need to destroy demons and then you know get you know, god gave me a list you know and in fact one, one of the most out there scenes of the whole movie is when he's like he's a, he's a mechanic and he's like working under the car and the car like underneath like forms into like a cathedral and there's like an angel with wings <laughs> coming down to yeah. him yeah <laughs> uh, so 
No, it's like all this stuff, but a lot of the entertainment is like we're just watching like the kid's reaction and the like, Fenton especially who thinks his dad's going crazy. Yeah, and, and they, the um, well, like you said, like uh, yeah, he has these demons to kill, uh, and you know he brings them home, but they are just people. Like we're just yeah. seeing them as normal people. Yeah, exactly. So no, it's it's a really interesting dynamic for a story. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I have a critique about the movie, it's that sometimes it, it feels like it forgets that it's it's technically being narrated by Matthew McConaughey telling the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like his voice comes in a lot in the first half hour, <coughs> but once the mm-hmm. movie gets going, it feels like we just sort of follow the events in 1979 and never it don't really cut back to him as much. So, because yeah. there was a point where it cut back to him again, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, there was a whole present day bit with <laughs> Matthew McConaughey that I'd forgotten about almost. Uh, <laughs> so, maybe, maybe it could have reminded of his narrative voice a little bit it maybe once sure. or twice more mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it's a minor nitpick though in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. uh so and it, like it, it it pays off like in the end like uh that they're you know i think there's like a nice reason you know to have it being told uh sure oh yeah you know from his point of view and stuff yeah, it's not just that we want to have a narrative like framing device. It's not just that. There mm-hmm. is kind of a, a, a purpose to having it framed this way. Uh, mm-hmm. which is which is uh which is good. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously there's so much of this we can't really talk about until we get to spoilers, because there's a lot of uh sort of reveals and twists and turns and uh, mm-hmm. and all sorts. Uh but I I like how the movie feels. I like the mm-hmm. uh the, the sort of period piece setting for the majority of it and yeah and bill paxton you know he kind of you know as, as much as as the kids movie he kind of steals the show in a lot of ways yeah so yeah uh so before we get to spoilers though i will take this time to thank our patreon producers uh at the time of recording of course these often have changed a little bit you know either there's more or less uh some different names by the time we actually put these episodes out because we record them in a little bit in advance but thank you to allison m fordyce tyler hess cindy palisades david sharp Bordenow, and zammer jammer they are all twenty dollar or above patrons, uh, and that's what makes them producers. But you can support us on patreon.com slash TV for as little as one dollar per month, and for that one dollar, you'll get an exclusive extra episode every <laughs> single month. Although in October you'll get more than one because we're especially generous during the October thon. But mm-hmm. you can get extra episodes every month. Uh, there's a whole back catalogue now, so you get access to the whole back catalogue of about 20 episodes uh, that are exclusive to Patreon. You get bonus episodes of other shows as well. At the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode every month, you get early access by one day to all the movie episodes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. go check out Patreon if you want to see all the bonus content you can get and feel warm and fuzzy on the inside for supporting your favourite horror movie podcast. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> Eth, you like to add, Tim? Uh, at the hundred dollar level, we'll kill a demon for you. Just send us your list, and we'll, okay, we'll make it happen. Don't say a hundred because it's actually a hundred dollar tier. Yeah, so say like five hundred <laughs> okay. or something. Yes, a hundred and five. <laughs> Tim will hunt down a demon for you. Yes, just send yeah. them a send them a name. That's the the god hand tier. <laughs> the god. <laughs> The God's hand here. Very good. All right. So, full spoilers for Frailty from this point on. Because uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the twists and turns. Maybe that's just one where we kind of reveal the ending and kind of work our way back just because it's, Check. you know, kind of it changes the perception of so much of the movie, uh, which ultimately goes through the paces of like, okay, witnessing the dad doing this for the first time 
I, I love the visual actually see when the, he's like describing how the dad gets like the, the weapons mm-hmm. and he's just driving to work and he sees like a like a you know the, the god beam the god you know the god yeah. ray of light coming from the clouds hitting this barn and then he goes in and I the like lights that. hitting mm-hmm. this axe and the gloves mm-hmm. he's like i don't understand what the gloves are for it's like oh the gloves are for like so i i don't like have to touch them until i get them back to our or you because know, uh well later on there's like a proper like uh like dungeon but <laughs> to begin with it's just kind of the shed and it's like oh if i touch them with my bare skin i will see the demons for who they really are and you know i love that when he touches them we don't see anything we're seeing this through yeah. the fenton's <laughs> perspective but it's like nothing happens but the audio like the, the subwoofer goes nuts it's like boom mm. as if he's like feeling something well i mean i saw something but i guess you don't have enough faith i'm okay with branding you a crazy man that's fine i'm okay with this this line of thinking uh well i mean if we're in the the movie here i think the movie kind of sides on i i mean it, it's ambiguous but it, like by the end i was kind of like wait is this like real <laughs> like well we can we get into the reveals we're getting to the spoilers i just wanted to make clear though before we get there that uh when fenton like starts talking to his brother about wanting to run away and turning the dad in because he's doing bad stuff uh mm-hmm bill paxton basically wants to like sort of essentially force him into the the, the arms of god because he, he essentially implies that god's probably asked him to like kill his son <laughs> because his son's like a demon himself and he <laughs> says no i'm not going to do that i'm going to make sure you see the eyes of god or see the the purpose of god and he makes <laughs> him like dig like the dungeon and the garden but they're going to put the shed over and mm. you know he gets his hands are all bloody and he's trying really hard and he, he keeps saying that he, you know he, you know have you felt the word of god yet and he's like nope uh, and then eventually when he, he's, he's flat out saying that he's going to turn the dad in and his brother like rats on rats on him essentially to his mm. father his father traps him in the dungeon for like a week and every day he comes mm. in and says hey have you have you have you heard the voice of god yet and he's like nope and it's not until mm. after like a full week where he's been in this this you know dark dungeon no light nothing mm where he eventually is like, yes, I've, I've seen the, the word of God and all the rest of it. And it builds up to this big climatic moment where they've, they've kidnapped like, the third adult, right? Because the first one was just this nurse where the dad got them on their own, on his own and brought her back and killed them in front of the kids. But the kids didn't really do anything. The second one, he still did most of the killing himself, but he did make Fenton sort of uh, get involved in the, the kidnapping where he used kind of Fenton as a distraction because he was like sort of under the guy's car and looking for a dog and... Uh, he snuck up behind the guy and like knocked him out and claimed that the, the, this, this was a, a child murderer that this this man was murdering children that's why we, we had to kill him that's why we had to destroy this demon mm-hmm. and when fenton tries to get the sheriff involved and bill paxton has to kill the sheriff just so to keep everything quiet he's like fenton you made me kill a man tonight that's what you made me do and that's why he locks mm-hmm. him in the basement to like sort of so you'll see god eventually um he wants Fenton to kill this, 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 you know, this, this final uh, demon, this, this guy they've, they've went and got from somewhere, um, who does fight back a little bit, but Fenton's able to knock him out, and they've got this guy in the basement. He's like Fenton, you know, you've got the axe, you know, uh, go for the neck, you kill him. But it does this thing where it builds up, and instead of swinging for him, he swings for his dad, and this is how Bill Paxton uh, dies in the movie. And this is where in the present day stuff it reveals the twist that Matthew McConaughey, who's been claiming to be the older brother of the whole movie, is actually the younger brother. He's actually Adam, the one who believed mm-hmm. his dad the whole time. And turns out that he is here because he believes this FBI agent is a demon. And that he's a demon that needs to be destroyed. And mm-hmm. that the the brother, that the older brother, uh, Fenton, is in fact an evil person, a demon, if you will. 
and he has been the serial killer and this is why his dad was supposed to kill him and it flashes back to all the moments where bill paxton touched the the people who he claimed were demons and we actually get little flashbacks showing that this is all real that the person he said was a child killer we see this man like kidnapping a girl you know we see all these people being awful that these are actually all at least evil people if not outright demons and that matthew mcconaughey who is actually the older adam is hunting down demons uh, from names that he gets from god um Mm -hmm. so i guess thoughts on that twist (laughs) (laughs) uh no i I like it and i do remember um that twist from when i I first saw it but then as i was watching it i was like oh no like he he keeps referring to himself as fenton so i was like oh maybe i'm misremembering it uh or something because i thought it was like maybe less of a twist and more of like a reveal like oh like you're supposed to think he's this person uh, but that person but then once uh yeah it does get to that part where it's like oh wait no i was uh remembering this correctly but yeah no, uh, I, I, I i remember the switcheroo that he was actually the younger brother mm-hmm. i didn't remember all the stuff being real that, that was something i forgot yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i i mean i do like the it, it's kind of funny because i feel like you could almost have like a totally like a whole nother movie where yeah he's hunting down his older brother like i like that dynamic where mm. it's like all right well they both became killers but like yeah one is because uh you know he's continuing his dad's work and then the other you know i, I guess you kind of assume that like you know he's so messed up from like these experiences that you know he, he just kind of became a, a killer on his own right but i mean the idea of these like brothers kind of tracking each other down like kind of seems like it could have been like a fun movie in itself but yeah, that's um, that's kind of what i like about the twist is that like i mean uh, there's two parts to the twist the part that 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 fenton grew up to just be a straight-up serial killer right Mm -hmm. that part i really like because given what his dad put him through by like putting him in the in the basement for a week making him dig that that making him dig that basement Mm -hmm. in the first place all that stuff and then everything he made him do and what what he put him through like yeah this would screw up a kid this would mess with their head Mm -hmm. and like like make them kind of like crazy like of of course this may have this effect on them but then the other twist being that no, all the demonic and like message of God mm-hmm. stuff, at least at least the part about all these people being evil and needing to be mm-hmm. killed is actually somewhat true. There, there's a real, well, I mean, you could argue, I suppose, that Adam's just crazy and he's just thinks he's seeing these flashbacks and sure. they're not real. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could argue that if you want, but yeah. I feel like the movie's not really playing with that per se. It's, it's more at this yeah. point, it's like you take it at, at its word that no, that these people are actually awful and that Adam. And- turning out to be awful or sorry fenton turned out to be awful and that you know so when the, when it implied that bill paxton was like asked by god to to kill his own mm-hmm. son because his son was a problem um mm-hmm. it kind of like justifies that twist almost later on because oh, yeah. it's like oh no he grew up to be a serial killer but i think so matthew mcconaughey like, might... does say at one point that mm-hmm. he like he couldn't actually go after his brother until he actually got the name from god that he, until he got the list himself yeah yeah no that's really interesting and it's uh yeah it's uh like funny to think like okay yeah d- did this mess him up enough that he took this route or like you know uh like god said like it, maybe he is a demon <laughs> like so maybe he you know was always gonna end up this way um but the the stuff that i kind of i find like kind of compelling is the idea of um you know like like in the movie they you know kind of talk about like how are we going to get away with this you know how are we going to not be seen and they kind of you know keep saying like oh well god will shield us you know like mm. he'll he'll make it so we can't see and yeah so actually that, like that's that's just kind of mm. the thing that proves that it's just not like craziness actually this is the thing that kind of mm. at least heavily implies that no this is just all real <laughs> yeah 
yeah like uh, like at the end when they're looking through the security uh like footage and like all this stuff with uh matthew mcconaughey kind of seems to be like you still see someone there but it's all kind of like you know like yeah if you, if you imagine old, outer. if you imagine an old vhs tape with like when it distorts the, the distortion mm-hmm. lines always where his face is so it's just always covering up yeah. his face and even the other fbi agent who technically saw him sitting there because mm-hmm. we you know we saw him clear as day come in and talk to him at one point he's like you know i kind of vaguely remember like i, I look I, I know i looked right at whoever this was but his face is a blur mm-hmm. right because it's kind of it's such a sort of uh like a simple little line from bill paxton earlier it sounds like he's just kind of making excuses to like say oh no we won't get caught cameras mm-hmm. and like everything else won't see us because you know yeah. we're doing god's work it, it sounds like just a crazy person trying to justify why they don't have to worry about it but then at the end mm-hmm. you see like all this evidence that says no no People don't remember Matthew McConaughey walking into the FBI. Mm-hmm. People don't, the videotapes are all distorted because like a nat- there's like a natural shield preventing yeah. anyone. It's all, and I get the impression that this is just not always. It's not like if he's just going to the store to buy his groceries. It's right, not right. like then yeah. he's distorted. It's only when he's doing the God's work, the mission of, yeah. of you know taking out demons that he's protected by this. And like, and that was like a, a question I had like throughout the movie, uh, like when like they're going and burying these bodies in like this public rose garden and like i kind of kept thinking like all right this seems a little weird like i i know they're doing this late at night but like no one's ever gonna see them out here and they're not gonna see like all this dug up earth and all these like freshly dug graves but then i guess if you do you know look at it from that point of view where like uh yeah you know they do have some type of protection or something from god Mm -hmm. it does kind of make sense yeah uh so now i I love that took that side of it a lot i i, I thought mm. it was an interesting place to go because the movies it, it's almost like the movie kind of like makes this assumption of the audience that the audience is immediately going to assume the dad is crazy because it's you know of yeah. course he of course mm. he sounds crazy of course this sounds like he's just going off the deep end uh i mm. i love the, the 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 swerve that no this was actually at least as far as we can tell from all the evidence that's presented at mm. the end is all legit and it even does that thing because obviously the reason why we think McConaughey is actually Fenton is because, A, because of the names that he gives at the start, but also because mm-hmm. he says he promised Adam uh, that he would bury him in that, that garden. But when mm-hmm. we get to that point where he, you know, where he, where the kid Fenton like kills, uh, kills Bill Paxton, he turns around and says, promise mm-hmm. me you will, you'll bury me in that garden. And that's when the mm-hmm. FBI is like, wait, this isn't made up. You said that you promised him you'd bury him there. And then he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I am Adam. And I get the impression that Adam's, you know, or Fenton saying to Adam, like, you know, promise me you'll bury me in that garden. It kind of sounds like Fenton realized at that moment that he was, like, one of the bad people. It sounds like he knew he was one of the people that eventually, like, Adam would come hunting after him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. I I got that gist. I I got that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I can see something like that. And it's it's also just, like, a nice, um, I, I don't know, like, poetic justice or something where he's like yeah like that's where the victims of his father were buried and that's kind of what he is you know so yeah works um, out nicely yeah the moment earlier on that I was talking about with the silhouette that i really liked i think it's mm. it's not the first person that bill paxton brings home it might be the second uh mm. yeah maybe the guy they got from the car uh who turned out to t- kill kids but he um <laughs> when they put him into the into the barn and into the the kind of the, the dungeon area there's a mm-hmm. moment where like the, he makes the kids go in first, and you get the impression that he's going to make them, or you know, make Fenton kill him. There's, mm. it, just, it cuts back to him standing outside the the door of the shed, and he's just kind of like standing there in silhouette. 
and it had this really mm. ominous quality to it where you, you it's like mm. the kid like fenton knew he was about to be asked to do this and it's kind of this mm. opposing or intimidating kind of just like shadowy figure of the father because there's, there's a lot of shots in this of course of like bill paxton standing with the axe uh, as the camera's mm-hmm. looking up at him from down the stairs and then again at the end bill paxton uh, no, sorry uh, matthew mcconaughey has the same shot where when he's standing above the grave with the fbi agent because uh, it turns out because he keeps bringing up throughout the movie like oh that photo of you and your mother on the desk it turns out that this fbi agent killed his mother uh and that's why he's been hunted mm-hmm. as a demon and so he he, he kills him and buries him in, in the you know in the in this you know, graveyard at the end uh yeah it seems kind of like weird i'm kind of like well, i wonder what his mother did as, it's <laughs> like, especially because it's not like usually if i would hear something like oh like you know they killed his mother like a lot of times like the thing that I go to is like, okay, like, you know, did they do something like on their deathbed or, or, or like, you know, when their mother's older, maybe they're like slowly poisoning them or, or something like that. Or maybe like, yeah, kind of, you know, smother them with a pillow when they were asleep. But he like is straight up, like is just stabbing her when she's like outside doing laundry. Yeah. It's just really, it's really random. I, I was expecting an explanation <laughs> as to why he hated his mother. Like what, why, why did he kill her? But it never, it never actually gives you, it just shows you that he did. Mm-hmm. So, uh fair enough i suppose also his hair was making me laugh a little bit they, they sort of gave him this sort of <laughs> like sort of younger man's hair <laughs> yeah. for, for the little flashback and it was kind of cracking me up a little bit uh but that, no i really like the end because the, the other little final twist that we're not mentioned yet is that the uh when, when they realize that they're looking for for fenton that fenton is the one who's this this god hand killer they mm. they go to like talk to his brother and the little twist is is that uh, Matthew McConaughey's character Adam is actually the sheriff of the the, the, mm. the town. Um, in fact, it's even teased early on because the uh, the FBI agent calls the sheriff station and talks to the mm. woman who works there, who turns out to be Adam's you know girlfriend slash wife mm. who works there. But you know Matthew McConaughey comes out in full sheriff's uniform and and talks to the FBI agent who saw him earlier on but never recognizes mm. him. You know he just talks to him as if he's never seen him before. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's this it's this little moment and it's like. No, he became the sheriff, and he's, like, hunting down demons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, after dark. That's, that's kind of what he does. Yeah. It is a very twisty movie. <laughs> like, it feels like... It, it. Like, it never feels, like, too much, but it, there is, like, you know, like, a twist on a twist on a twist. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It, it doesn't... It never... Like, I don't think any of the twists on their own are earth-shattering, but they all right. kind of mm-hmm. fit, n- nicely fit together where none of them feel like they betray another twist that it's already had. Yeah, yeah. It's Because like, it's not like this final twist that he's also the sheriff is like, oh, that's like a complete mm-hmm. swerve again from what we thought it was like 10 minutes ago. No, no, no. It just kind of adds yeah. on to it. It just adds on to another layer that he's also the sheriff. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 okay. So, uh, yeah, this idea that he's become, you know, he's, he's almost to help his work, he's ingrained himself by becoming the sheriff in this town so he can get <laughs> away with his, his, you know, his demon hunting even better. It seems like the, the woman knows what he's doing as well. Or at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I got that yeah, impression, yeah. Because he says something like, oh, you know, uh, as God wills it or something. So at the very least, <laughs> she knows he's religious, but yeah, yeah <laughs> the movie ends with him walking back out of the station. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I uh, I really did. I I will say I did. I I really did uh, appreciate the fact that when, you know, after about half an hour in the movie, when mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey says, "Oh, I think I know where the bo- the bodies are buried. They're buried in this rose garden," uh, mm-hmm. Powers Booth agrees to go there in the middle of the night. I did appreciate mm-hmm. that he made them wear handcuffs because I was like, "Are you really going to go somewhere like you know, weird like this with this random yeah. guy who came in mm-hmm. on your own with no precautions?" Like, yeah, it made sense that he, he you know wore handcuffs, made them wear handcuffs. 
Um, yeah, like I, I, I was waiting for him to. I was like, yeah, you're not gonna like, I don't know, call for backup or like, you know, just call someone as like, hey, just let you know, like I'm taking this. <clears throat> yeah, like weird person uh, out to here or something. But I mean, again, like you know, it, it can kind of make sense where, yeah, given with um, hey, you know, they kind of have the protection going on, and then also, you know, if he is a you know, kind of like shitty, corrupt, you know, dude, yeah, he might not like... That's the stuff you know. that kind of makes it work the most, I think, is that because he turns out to be someone who killed someone, <laughs> it feels like, no, mm-hmm. he is the type of guy who maybe wants to not have any of this on record, in right, case, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, it, it, made, it made enough sense by the time you get to the end and you realise it. I think Powers Booth mm-hmm. is actually perfect for this role as well, because he, he, I mean, not to uh, typecast the poor guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he had a very kind of, like, he, it's not the first time I've seen him play someone who's like not supposed to be a villain at first, but he's clearly going to be the villain by the end, kind of thing, or a <laughs> villain by the end. He's not the villain, I suppose, in this case. The yeah. villain is Fenton. Fenton's <laughs> the villain, the dirty villain in this movie. Sure. Serial killer. No? Uh, okay. Who's to say the vil- who the villains are? Uh, God, <laughs> demons, uh, <laughs> cops, uh, the FBI. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know what to tell you uh mm-hmm. but no i mean it's a movie with a lot of twisted turns i i think w- what kind of anchors it though because it'd be one thing if it all worked in the last like 20 minutes where it's dropping all these twists mm-hmm. on you but i think because the general plot of like the the kid feeling uneasy because the dad's like clearly building up to becoming a serial killer or at least that's what it seems like obviously with the hindsight of the mm-hmm. ending it's like oh he was actually maybe actually getting messages from god he actually was hunting demons mm-hmm. from the sounds of it mm-hmm. uh now literal demons or just like, are, are demons like more of like an entity that like possesses someone and makes them evil in this world i don't know but yeah like i i i think my takeaway would be more like um yeah these aren't like people with you know like horns and like a little like devil tail and stuff but like yeah it is more like oh no these are just like you know bad people who have sinned and you know uh and and yeah whether or not it's like they did that of their own free will or i don't know if uh yeah it's trying to say like a demon possessed them and but yeah it, it just meant more like uh evil person than literal demon but i mean yeah that's how maybe how they view people that sin i don't know yeah well i I guess i kind of took it as in this movie's world uh anyone who does something this evil has just always been a demon like you know it's the idea that sure like you know good people never turn into this like it's it's always Mm -hmm. you know evil people at their core are just demons to begin with and it was always going to happen i guess it's kind of how i read it but i mean you could do it any way you want yeah yeah it, it, it's one of those movies that i think there's a lot of uh, fun stuff to think about like um there's enough ambiguity there that like um you know you could kind of make cases f- for the way things are presented because you know like we're saying like it definitely does seem like there is um yeah something going on here where this might really be happening but i think there's still you know an argument uh to be made where you know, uh, things could still be rationally explained, you know? Like, I don't uh, know. The, the the FBI agent just clearly not recognizing Matthew McConaughey, even though he saw him like two nights ago, is mm. pretty concrete. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, people see a lot of, you know, you, you see so many people throughout the day, and then, like, especially if he's not really paying attention, like, you know, he, he just looks like a, 
I mean, you know, he's a Hollywood actor, so he's like good looking <laughs> and stuff. But like, you know, he, there's nothing like standoutish uh, about him well, that might yeah, make him but- go like, huh. The context of when he saw him, though, is he came into the mm. office and said, hey, I, I'm ready to go unless you want me to stay. And then he looks at McConaughey mm. because he's like, in case this guy's dangerous. And Powers Booth mm. says, no, nah, it's okay, on you go. So the fact that he considered him as maybe dangerous and that he might have to stick around his backup for his boss, mm-hmm. I would mm. think he's more memorable than just any random person who walked into the office that day. Mm. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility that he... Yeah, just might not put it together. <laughs> or not even just that. The fact that this is a weird guy who like, insisted on speaking to this specific agent in the middle of the night. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's kind of noteworthy in that sense. Whereas Tim is ready to believe this idiot. This guy's just an idiot and just doesn't remember. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, that the, uh, the movie is, like, pointing towards this, but I still think there's enough, like, you know, rational explanations that, you know, you, you can come away with, uh, all right, like, yeah, is this actually going on or yeah are these people crazy (laughs) i'll buy the the security tapes are a coincidence potentially Mm -hmm. like that's ambiguous if you want to just read it as all it's just it just happens to be the story then you can't see them uh Mm. the fbi agent not be able to recognize them though Uh, to me that's like the movie saying nah this is definitely real and he's actually on a mission from god uh like blues brothers (laughs) yeah i mean i I think that's what the where the movie is leaning towards but again i just think that yeah, you know, I'm just saying that there's enough uh, stuff there that's fun to think about that you can see it like sure. multiple ways. <laughs> um, it's I, not like concrete, like de- oh, this is definitely yeah happening here. <laughs> it's not concrete. What's what's the what's the next thing that's almost as strong as concrete though? Uh, rubber. <laughs> 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 Teflon. <laughs> Frailty as Teflon, uh, quote unquote. Timmy V. 2020. Um, yeah, no, are, he's on a mission from God, mm. just like the Blues Brothers. This is this is in the Blues Brothers mm. cinematic universe, and Blues Brothers, their of mission, course. of course, is to do blues music. <laughs> and this this mm-hmm. movie is to kill demons who are hurting people. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but no, like it's a yeah. I I do think it's like a fun and grossing movie. Uh, and then, like you said, the. Um, yeah, I think like Paxton does like a a, re- a pretty good job of uh directing. Like I I would say, yeah, his stuff like isn't too flashy, but there is like you know some subtle, like, uh, you know like like pretty good things. Like yeah, you're talking about like the silhouettes, and then yeah, there are just like some scenes, like especially the more ominous stuff, and like, um, you know, and like the when he's being thrown down the pit, and it's just like very dark and like uh you know it's obscuring a lot of stuff and then yeah a lot of these nighttime scenes was just like very quiet and uh you know, a lot of like good stuff like when a moment required tension he was able to pull mm-hmm. it off you know just purely yeah. from a directing mm-hmm. point of view he, 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 he pulled off the tension so uh that does that mm-hmm. and then obviously as an actor he he kind of owns that character and he, he does such a good job with it that yeah. uh Honestly, the pacing is great. I, you know, it's about it's, it's, you know, it's an hour forty. It goes in a nice pace. Uh, it feels like it's introducing new ideas. It keeps the tension up whenever it's doing this stuff. And it's the tension, at least until the last like twenty thirty minutes, is all about you know what this dad's going to do in front of his kids or make his kids you know participate in. And that stuff all works really well. And that's kind of that's kind of the, the backbone of the movie because that's the bulk of the movie, right? And then once you get to that yeah. last thirty minutes where it starts doing all these reveals and starts like messing with things, I, I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a classic. I think I think a cult movie is definitely the best uh, descriptor for it because yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like it's really inventive. It has lots of cool little ideas and it has fun with those ideas. 
mm-hmm. without feeling like it's doing it in a goofy way. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's it, I don't think it all actually clicks together in the, the way that it's like it's instantly like, oh, this is like a one that movies are going to like be inspired by for mm-hmm. decades and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of in that perfect kind of, I guess, what am I trying to say here? It's it's kind of a great movie that's flawed, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's never going to be as inspirational or like completely ironclad. Like uh, I don't know something else like from you know horrors annals. Mm-hmm. You know, like a house. House. That's what you go with when I'm saying that house. <laughs> uh, um, what am I trying? I'm trying to think of another movie from that this mm-hmm. this time period specifically that kind of stood the test of time and is like. And this does hold up. I'm not trying to say this doesn't hold up. I'm. Yeah. I, I, what am I trying to say? I, I, I guess like to go to a different era. I'm saying that this isn't Halloween, but mm-hmm. it's sure. a. But it's you know. But it's like Halloween had a lot of like inventive slasher movies that came out that did like wacky mm-hmm. things that I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like I've got a point it's... that I'm trying to make, and I can't really quite articulate it, and it's well, annoying it... me. <laughs> it, it it wasn't like a trendsetter like it didn't like you know spark off a bunch of like it, you know it's a perfectly fine movie but <clears throat> yeah it didn't you know have a lot of imitators or you know like a lot of people going like oh we got to make our version of uh frailty um yeah i guess then, i yeah I, I, I know what i'm trying to say and i can't quite get it out there and it's that's frustrating to me but basically I, the, the it, it's it's not like it's a really good inventive movie that's very endearing in what it's doing and it pulls it off to a really <laughs> admirable degree. And I think when you watch it, you go, that was kind of fun. It did what it wanted to do. Um, <laughs> but it's not like something that's like going to be you know heralded as a masterpiece, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad I watched it, but yeah, I probably won't watch it again for a while. Like It's not like, oh, yeah gonna put this on every year uh, i do like that it is a nice one and done movie though like it's mm-hmm. uh you know i mean i wouldn't have been surprised uh yeah if this was something that like had you know three or four like straight to <laughs> like dvd like um you know like crappy sequels with like sure you know none of the original involved but um no i i think it, it's nice that it like kind of stands perfectly well on its own yeah uh, I guess to sum up what I was trying to say there is that it's a it's a cult gem, and I don't think mm-hmm. it was ever going to be more than a cult gem, and that's okay. Sure. That's not mm-hmm. a bad thing, but I don't think yeah. it was ever going to rise above being a cult gem. I suppose is what right. the point I was trying to make. Uh, yeah. I could have saved a lot of time by just saying that. I suppose, mm-hmm. but that's that's what I was getting at. Uh, well, I mean, and, and it's nice that like you know in this age where you know almost everything's like a blockbuster uh, that comes out, it's nice to have like a you know like a, a smaller movie like this that's not you know uh trying to be something huge and big and epic like it's a nice just you know solid story mm-hmm. uh kind of folksy uh, a l- honestly like a little uh stephen kingy like i can i could see this oh, like sure. see being that. like a short story he, he would have had like yeah especially you know with the idea of like you know kids uh being told from like the kids point of view and stuff like um that, I, I like it. that all works for me yeah. but uh uh, and I, I think you side with Fenton for most of the movie as well. You're kind of on his side. Oh, and totally. It's, and it's from his perspective, and I think that's also another big reason why it works so well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't want anything I just said about saying it, it, it was never mm-hmm. going to be more like Cult Gem and saying it's not great, because I actually do think it's a great movie. I, I, I'm actually yeah. uh, impressed with how well it holds up. Uh, it, it's definitely of its time. It feels of its era, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, not not in a bad way. You know, it's... Uh, no. 
Uh, I, I think uh, it's going to... If I, if I go back and rate my... Or rank my 2001, you know, release movies, this is probably going to mm. claim the, the, the chart a little bit for me now that I've rewatched that again. So, mm. uh, I guess with that, we'll we'll rate the movie, Timmy. What are you, what are you going to give Frailty? Uh... Yeah, you know what? Um, why not? I'll give it a I'll give it a, a straight eight. Like it's um yeah, like it, it it's good. It's not um yeah I I I guess maybe I put wouldn't put it too much yeah higher than that. But uh no, it's like really solid. Uh, I had fun revisiting it. Um, yeah, it's uh you know it's uh, a lot of great performances. Uh, it's uh, it definitely you know it does make you mix miss uh you know Paxton <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, no, this, this is a, a great uh, outing for him, and uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, just wait with a cat off camera, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, straight eight is what I was thinking, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what I had in my mind when I finished watching it. I was just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's very solid in what it does, and it's a very dependable effort. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so straight eight, eight out of ten for me for all the reasons we've discussed. Um, mm-hmm. I would recommend it if you never if you ever saw Frailty, I'd go back and check it out, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think you'll find something that's uh, worth watching. So, uh, yeah. or even if you have seen it, but it's like been a while because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean yeah, it's like 19 years old now at this point, or will be this year, I guess. Because uh, it was 2001, right? Yeah, so it's 19 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know what part of the year it came out, but I mean, regardless, it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, years old. But so so yeah, if it's been a while, uh, yeah, why not give it a go? Check it out yeah uh so yeah uh so that uh does that uh i will make tim do his pose now for funds uh okay so uh i'll wake up down three two one and say pose mm-hmm. uh make sure your head's not mm-hmm. cut off at the top there so just yeah they go lean back so three two one pose <laughs> very good very good uh tim's done his pose uh so actually when mm-hmm. i started when we started recording today i put a tweet on at streams midnight saying if anyone asks an interesting question before we're done recording today we'd answer it at the end of uh the show so oh. uh yes uh unfortunately the question comes from at t- tufty underscore w23 uh, okay <laughs> uh, which is our friend james uh so we know who this is but oh, okay <laughs> he did ask uh who would make the best final girl peter tim interesting okay i'm going to see uh. you uh mm-hmm. mainly because i feel like i'm the clearly intelligent character who gets killed off <laughs> mm-hmm. for for being too smart because the, the killer knows a lot, a lot smarter than so okay see that's funny because i was gonna say you because oh. i feel like i'm like the more like Slop. popular cool person well, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you're you're more the uh the innocent pure one uh <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right uh all right tim is the one who in, in the final girls they they have dance at the door to attract the killer Hell yeah yeah i can see it i can see it um all right okay yeah i i, I feel like we're of a uh <laughs> like a what do you call it um like like uh i don't know i i feel like stamina wise we're pretty evenly matched so i don't think either one of us <laughs> could like outrun the other <laughs> I don't know. maybe that's insulting i don't know but <laughs> i can't i can't believe what you i can't believe the quote that people gonna take out of context is tim say i think stamina wise we're pretty much equal <laughs> 
Hey, I, was... I mean, we we both go on our walks, but I don't think either of us is uh is gonna make it too far running wise. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I just I can't wait till people take that 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 sound bite out of context. Um, so there you go. Question answered. Uh, so yeah, follows that screams midnight because I might do that in future recording dates. Now, admittedly. Yeah. We record these episodes somewhat in advance, so by the time you actually hear the response to that, it'll be a while. So there's going to be a batch here where people think we don't actually do this. <laughs> we just ignore the questions and we don't answer them. But yeah. Paul, ask him his midnight for, for this reason. Yeah. I do think that was a good question, though. That was a, that was yeah. a fun one. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it could be silly. Yeah. They'll have to be serious questions. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean... So, there you go. There you go. Oh no! I was gonna say. I mean, we can we can answer more uh, questions when we stream, but this will probably, uh, yeah, not not coincide <laughs> with when when this episode comes out. Probably won't coincide with that. That said, though, we're streaming at least next month as well at the time of recording, sure. and mm-hmm. the Patreon is looking like we might be streaming indefinitely once a month for a while. Oh, so. My. Uh, yeah, streams after midnight once a month, uh, as, mm-hmm. as long as we're over a certain goal on Patreon. Uh, me mm-hmm. and Tim will be doing a, a live stream once per month called Streams After Midnight, where, mm-hmm. well, maybe we'll watch a movie with the chat, maybe we'll we'll do a tier video together and just do some general mm-hmm. Q&A and hang out with the people. But uh, yes, so look forward to, mm-hmm. to that. Um, check your local Streams After Midnight Twitter for... <laughs> for updates as to when that'll be happening uh so yeah that is uh that is pretty much us though so uh thank you for joining us uh, i mentioned patreon there again so uh another thing to mention is like and subscribe on youtube liking is really important uh, it's a nice free way of supporting us and letting more people find us on youtube uh same with rating the podcast on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from uh give us five stars and all that sort of jazz more people will find us it's really helpful so please do and then give us monies on patreon and get some exclusives for your troubles so uh, all of that is fantastic so please do that uh but uh otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time